Hello everyone, hope you're well. Before we get started with the episode today, I just wanted to remind you about the That Josh James Show live show on Saturday the 20th of May at 2pm at Top Secret Comedy Club. Thanks to all those who have already bought tickets. They've been absolutely flying out. We've got two very special guests joining us for the show. So if I was you, I'd get on it quickly, to be honest, and get your tickets before those guests are announced because as soon as they are, I think it's going to go a little bit crazy. Go to our Instagram page, at that Josh James show. The ticket link is right there in the bio. They're only a tenner, so come and join us. We've got loads of surprises lined up for the show, and we're going to do a little meet and greet after, and we'd love you to be there. So, see you there at the that Josh James live show, Saturday the 20th of May at Top Secret Comedy Club. See you then. It's a comedian. Yeah. It is. No, not joking. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to that Josh James show with me, stand-up comedian Josh James. As ever, I'm joined by my right-hand man, the top producer in the game, Salvatore Bacconi, aka the Italian Stallion. What's happening, Sal? I'm all good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you, mate. I'm very good, and uh, I'm joined again today by a true man of the people, Romford's number one Tyler. It's Chrissy White, aka White Boy. What a grandson! How are we doing, Jamesy? Happy to be here, mate. You good? Really good. Good to be back. Yeah, mate, I enjoy it here. You do? Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's, it's relaxing. <laughs> Out of my comfort zone, but in a good way. Yeah, I think you've done well on the first one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Got a lot, got a lot of good feedback, uh, especially about the recovery stuff. Yeah, I've got some good feedback. People reaching out. And, yeah, um, mate. Yeah, it was nice to see a couple of messages, people struggling with what I've been through. So, uh, yeah, the plug at the end worked, mate. You know mate, I mean? listen, this is a comedy podcast, but it's good that we... Well, I say we, you've helped people in the last episode. Do you know what I mean? Sharing yeah. your story. So I think that's great. That's what it's all about, mate. That's what it's all about. We've got some lovely messages as well, didn't we, Sam? Yeah, man. Some really nice stuff. Uh, people who just recently, you know, started attending like AA and stuff like that. Um, and I think it was like what you were saying on the last episode, you know, just realising that they're not alone and yeah. that there's a lot of other people going through the same thing, man. I think, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really important to get Don't suffer thing, in man. silence, mate. That's Get it, it out man. there. Yeah, but let's uh, draw a line under all that fucking soppy shit. <laughs> uh, do you know what? It's funny. People messaging Sal like, "Ah, oh, just can you let like white boy know that, um, like I've been so and so many days clean, and like that's really helped me. Like, come out of the blue, weren't expecting that, and yeah. like, that's really what I needed to hear." And he was sending me these messages, and I was like, "Can you like write back just like one word, gay?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was just that's where my mind goes yeah livening yourself up mate come yeah, on as soon as it goes a little bit sentimental I'm just like oh can we like <laughs> fucking cut this out please yeah but no it's good man it's good to fucking it's good uh, it's good that you've helped so many people I mean you do it in your everyday life so it's good that uh, and we didn't really have had that expectations for that episode really now look, just, if, you are, if you ask me about me, it's the first thing that comes out. Just look, if I'm introducing myself to someone or a group of people, I like to put it out there. You know what I mean? I don't, um, I don't hide it because yeah. someone might need help, and I might be the only person that they ever know is struggling with that sort of stuff. So I always put it out there. But yeah, like you said, mate, just draw a line under that. Yeah. If anyone needs my help, give me a shout. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, some very good news. Salvatore last night won his round of roast battle. Nice one, sir. It's a yes. very good contender. Yeah, I was uh, battling a guy called Peter Baisley. He was a bit of like a sort of musical comedian, alternative comedian. He's 
He's a fucking funny guy, man. But yeah. he didn't do... He sort of did like a couple anti-comedy bits. He was just like... Uh, in this in this kind of delivery, he was like... Um, Sam's mum works at a bank. A sperm bank. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Just like stuff like that. Like really silly kind of stuff. But And uh, judges, it was four judges. They did split decision. Two voted for him, two voted for me. But then the crowd... Voted in my favour. Nice, so. there you go. Well, look, you say he's a funny guy, but obviously not as funny as you, bro, because you took the W. Mate, I find it funny that, like, this is the sort of sour, this, I mean, Sal's an intelligent guy, do you know what I mean? And I think this just shows how much he's had to dumb it down for this podcast because <laughs> when I was on the phone to him, he goes, I'm doing this roast battle tomorrow. I'm like, oh, yeah, can you find out his mum's name? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he comes in. And I was like, oh, he done a roast battle last night. And he goes, yeah. And then White Boy went to you. Yeah, like... I mean, like, if all fails, just start calling his mum a slag. <laughs> <laughs> Both went straight there. And I'm just like, fuck, you know. Do you used to watch uh, Your Mama? Like, your Mama, yeah. Back on MTV back in the day. I used like, to love yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah mate, that's, that's all the stuff is just your mum. <laughs> your mu I mean, to be fair, it's like, even now with our mates, right, they will hone in on just the mo thing that you're most insecure about. 100%. You know I'll what I mean? I'll send it's for not, my missus. Uh, when I see these messages, it's like, this is, this is not, I, I don't think an average group of mates are as nasty to each other as, as as what our friends can be to each other. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we're horrible. Horrible. But it comes from a place of love. Mm. I like your mum jokes. Me and my missus, she'll say something to me. She'll be like, oh, your feet stink. I'll just be like, your mum's feet stink. <laughs> regularly <laughs> but whatever it is i'll just say you gotta your be mom. careful with that because that could be deemed maybe as like racial abuse yeah, i know it can, it can a little bit but look i can get away with a bit of racism because my missus is half jamaican i said and the other day i was like half jamaican half irish 100 percent pink yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah mate i think those are the rules you know um i mean you both date uh beautiful um Mixed race girls. You too, Sal. Yep. Hey, it's is... all about them spicy things, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the rules, mate. You, you can you can get away with a bit more, I reckon. Yeah. I've got to tell you. Right? Yeah, I don't think you can use that in court, though. No, 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 of course <laughs> no. not. So I've uh, I've got no I've got no leg to stand on. My missus is a real English rose. You know what I mean? Very Anglo. If your if your missus are you know a bit of jerk chicken, my missus is fucking pie and mash. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, like my missus doesn't like pie and mash. No, like, it was nearly a deal breaker for me. <sighs> she wants like chips with gravy and. But uh, she's northern and all, yeah, so it's yeah. like exactly that's another that's another battle. My boy starts saying glass and baff. Yeah. I'm like, mate, we need to nip that quick. It's glass and it's bath. Yeah. Got a little northern accent sometimes, the boy. See, I would say you're obviously your son's mixed race, but that is more, I see that more as like north and south, you know what I mean? 100%. That's probably the biggest That's cultural a, difference. Yeah, yeah. Biggest cultural difference. <laughs> yeah. They're weird up there, man. By your bird, she's lovely. You know what? I love it up there, though. Yeah, no, no, I love it. I'm not joking. What a city. Manny, Manny on the map. Manny on the map, 0161. Mm. Yeah, I, just the, you're talking about like taking the piss out of people. Like they do it the best up there, I think. The Northerners really know how to. Oh, I thought you always talk about black people. <laughs> yeah, they do, but black people. I think they do, actually. <laughs> yeah, black do. people are the best at roasting. Mate, I said this the other day, actually. I said this to Baba Tunde when I was on tour. I was like, when you think about it, black people 
like are the best at everything, right? So think about it, right? Tiger Woods, best ever golfer. Goat. Michael Jordan, probably the best ever sportsman of all time. Goat. Barack Obama, greatest ever politician of all time. Yeah, he done Nelson well. Mandela, greatest ever like social activist, whatever you call them, right? And that's my theory is that people are not racist. Some white people, they're just jealous. Mm. And look, so my problem with it is a lot of people talk a good talk. They say racist things, this, that, and the other. But when you actually get down to it, it's like probably not actually really racist. They're just talking. You know what mm. I mean? Like I've got friends. Like it's it's actually. But then they shouldn't be saying that sort of stuff. Of course they shouldn't. I mean? People shouldn't say that sort of stuff. Me now being with my missus, like my missus' mum is like hundred percent black. So is her nan, and um, I've been sort of exposed to that. I never was when I was younger. You mm. know what I mean? It was always around white people. There was yeah. a couple of black guys went to my school, and um, I then got with my missus, and it was like things was getting put in the group chat, and I'm like. You know what? I ain't very comfortable with that no. now. Just because I know that the things they're saying, first of all, ain't true. Second of all, they've got no experience with it. Yeah. And like when you actually get down to it, it's not it's not real. It's just words. But them words have consequences. Of course they do, yeah. I noticed um is it Andrew who's the guy you had on the other Andrew week? Andrew Mensah. Andrew Mensah, when he was saying about the blacks versus the whites yeah. in the cage. Right? Yeah. So it was lockdown. My missus got a little brother. I think he was like 12 at the time. And he's 100% black. They've got different dads, same mum. And we went and played basketball in the, in a little cage in the park around the corner for me. Right? And we started like, everyone's messing about. There was five black kids, five white kids. And when they're like, should we have a game? And I've gone, this is in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? And I'm like... I transcend race. It means nothing to me, yeah? Just like the guy was saying, you said, it's like you've got a human bib on. Like, I went, let's do the blacks versus the whites, right? <laughs> it went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> um, I'm over there with a little black kid. It's my brother-in-law. Like, you know what I mean? I'm clearly not racist. <laughs> like, the look on everyone's faces, there's this one white guy, like, giggled. Then this black guy was like, <laughs> couldn't believe what I would said and like I had to go around and individually apologize to all the black people on the court like while the game was going on but they didn't do that we mixed up the teams yeah no one knew his fucking team that was on yeah. it was an absolute <laughs> shambles but yeah I've been careful since then mate I think it was but the then, yeah but I suppose that's come from a point of like you say like you you know you don't see anyone different whether they're black whether they're white so you actually don't see a, a, a problem with that but they're looking at it of like the way you speak. I look you're a bit like a neo-Nazi. <laughs> you look like, yeah, you look like you're fucking part of the EDL. You've got a ball yeah. there. The way you speak, you know, they don't know. They just see the appearances. They know that there's nothing. Yeah. And yeah, you've not said that. You've said that in like a sort of logical way. Like Andrew said, he was like, they used to play blacks versus white. It whites. makes yeah, perfect we used, sense. We used to do it in my school. Yeah, we were about yeah. 50% black, 50% white. And that's, and that's how we used to do it every lunchtime. But maybe that, I think that is progress you know mixing the teams up you yeah know. it's a bit more confusing because no, it didn't work <laughs> yeah we got this pissed polish geezer off the bench yeah, to come and play i oh, tried so hard bless him it was a funny day that i was on drugs though yeah <laughs> yeah probably why i didn't come didn't, across too well all bolted 
Jokes. Yeah, that's but if you deliver that now where you're nice and clean and sober, then um it would have come across differently, yeah, I guarantee. Yeah, you would have said it like, oh, why don't we do maybe the Yeah, black this makes sense. White. But you're saying it all Let's have it right. The white guys would have probably got bashed like Yeah, mate. Five black guys playing basketball. Yeah. I actually when I was thinking when I was younger, um we used to play Sunday League football, we used to play this team called Euro Dagnum. I remember you, Dagnum. Yeah, and they, they were all black kids. Mm. And like football-wise, they actually weren't better than us, but they were just such athletes, man. Yeah, unbelievable athletes. We had a black guy on our team, Tawanda, and he was so fast, so strong. Like, game plan was give it to Tawanda. Football or... Yeah, football. Football, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I played a bit of rugby in school, and uh, we had... We had two black kids, Nick Fraser, Mike Egan, that were just, mate, they were like actual machines. And that's where you really, you know, rugby, we can like literally, I remember being in like year seven and like three people hanging off a of Fraser trying to take him down. And just getting nowhere And he near was like him. an 18 year old, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like, that's really when you see it, you know. Do you have like um, some of those kids who are actually older? Playing yeah, ringers. Oh yeah. There's a lot of them in like the like Dutch football league and that. Yeah. Fake passports. Yeah. 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 But my thing is that probably works at like under 16s, under 18s. When you get to adults, you yeah, get look, figured out, surely. This is the thing. Some of these dads that are taking these foot, they take it so seriously. They will break the rules to win. Like at the yeah. end of the day, it's kids sport. You're supposed to be introducing them to the game and like having fun, teaching them teamwork. And they're like, nah, get that geezer. He looks young. He's 18. Like banging yeah, a hat yeah, trick yeah. every week. Mate, the way that some people, I had a, I was in the boxing gym the other day and there's a kid in there, maybe about 15, 16 with his dad and he's getting like a private lesson and he's it's a trainer saying like, don't touch the bag. He's like, go to work and then come back, reload. And then he's like, oh, but my other guy said to do it like this. And his dad was like, it was fucking unnecessary. I was talking to him. He was like, listen, that bloke so-and-so, he's just a fucking pad guy and I'll not knock him spark out. And I'm <laughs> like, and these 15-year-olds there, like, I'm like, do you really need, like, do you really need to be that, talk like that to your kid and be that hard on him when it comes to sport? For me, that's... Yeah, pushy that dads. Him... But that's what creates greatness. Mm. But surely that has got to come from within. Of course it has. Don't get me wrong. You've got to keep it, like, perfect. Like Jordan. Perfect Michael... example, right? John Joe Shelby. Yeah. He's old man, right? So from Rand Arrow deal, known him all my life. My yeah, old man knows he's old man. People right? that don't know John Joe Shelby, maybe if you don't, but you probably will do if you know football, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Newcastle, Liverpool, but he's from Rand. He was from Arrow deal. Exactly. He's had a decent Fucking career at football. Absolutely. His older brother, George, footballer. better bowler. Yeah, everyone says that, yeah. Better bowler, naturally gifted. His old man was a bit of a pushy dad. George told his old man to fuck off. John Joe said, yes, dad, and done what he said. He's made a career for himself in the Premier League. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's all about your reaction to that. So like, yeah, pushy dad, but some kids push back and don't want it. Others put their head down and do what they're told. It does create greatness. I'm not going to be like that. I know I'm not. Mm. That we were speaking earlier on. I was uh, fr afraid of my dad, this, that, and the other. I'm not going to have that relationship with my son. I'm no. going to be encouraging. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's probably not going to be a professional sportsman because I'm I'm not pushing him in that direction. You Mate, know what I mean? I'll might... expose him to it, but I'm not going to be 
I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to live through him a little bit. You know exactly I mean? that. Yeah, that ain't a bit of me either. I've got no interest. You get that a lot in loads of different disciplines though, don't you? Like, I mean, wasn't Tiger Woods like going to, you know, he was like doing it when he was like really... Four winning. years old. Yeah. Winning competitions under seven. I watched a little film about Tiger the other day. By the way, it's the Masters at the minute, Sal. Biggest golf tournament of the year. I'm Masters gonna, fever. I'm going to be honest. Not golfer. No, not not into golf. My brother-in-law loves it. He loves it, and he's he sort of gets out as much as he can. But and and like actually playing it, like I can definitely see why people get like addicted to it because it I is... don't think there's a better feeling than like a perfectly struck five iron. Really? Honest to God, you need we patience walk... for it though. You need a lot of patience. You do. It's one of them. It teaches you that um, delayed gratification. Right. So like it's the opposite of having a line of gear. That's instant gratification. Mm. Delayed gratification. You have to work at it and slowly you see the results. It's mm. like training in a gym. And um, when you finally get it, oh, it's so much better. It's a than bit that. like instant comedy, really. Yeah. That's a you bit have like to work comedy. at it. Mm, yeah. yeah. You've got to work at it, man. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. Delayed gratification. Yeah. That's you work hard, you train hard. Yeah, you I like your hours I'm, in. I'm more of an instant gratification sort of guy. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think golf's a bit of me, really. But I remember when I was younger, my dad was hard on me about the comedy. You know what I mean? I had to go every day and, and write your mum jokes. And, um, <laughs> if they weren't up to scratch, he'd, um, he'd lock me in, in the garage for a day. <laughs> but look at me now do you know what I mean I'm absolutely flying doing bits mate I'm doing bits mate yeah, yeah. out of tour Babbleton Dalesha you know you're talking about ringers earlier do you remember this story from about eight years ago nine years ago oh that's this a push Lazio player he was meant to be 17 uh, but there was rumours going around that it was actually 41 there oh he my <laughs> he's supposed to be 17 there he looks like Pele in the World Cup days mate he his actually name's... looks like Eusebio he looks, his name is Joseph Manala if you want to Google him at home, but he does look he's like... clearly a 41-year-old. He's probably got five kids. Jeez, that's like the black Benjamin Button. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look how old his face is. Yeah, because his body does look like a bit younger, doesn't it? But Ooh. his face looks... He's a got like a paper, weathered though. face. I think it's the lack of trim as well, though, that ain't doing him no favours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he had like a fresh like skin fade, it might like take some years off him. But yeah, that's that hilarious. From a few years back. There's rumours about other footballers, though, in the Premier League. Yeah. Well, they do that in the draft in the NBA. You can't be drafted over the age of 22. Really? Yeah. But you can still sign for a team. I don't know exactly agent, how it maybe. works. I'm just getting my information from that film, Hustle. You've seen it with Adam Sandler? Yes. Yeah, oh, fucking man. so good. So good. So yeah. he goes to that, um, what's his name? Marianovic, you know, that monster. He's like seven foot yeah. four and he's in the film playing like a cameo. He's like, how old are you? He's like 22 years old. <laughs> and he's clearly 38. Yeah. You know what I mean? But apparently a lot of that goes on. People pretending yeah, they're younger so they can get drafted. 100%. Loads of good cameos in that film, isn't there? Mate, it's literally it's insane. majority cameos. I love it. What a film. I was watching, yeah, I watched it, right? And I'm watching the main actor and I'm like, God, this, I was like, this guy, he, a good actor. I'm like, but he's fucking good bowler. Mm. And then I Googled it. I'm like, no, actually he was a bowler first. He's just a bowler. He he's plays, an actual he bowler and the they league. picked him and like taught him how to act. And he's rival, he's in it. But you seen that? Like he gets like one single tear out when he's doing the emotional scene and yeah, that. Yeah, mate. Yeah, he does bits, I might mate. watch that again, you know. I've watched it three times. Do you know what I said? Uh, I, I, I said to you, babe, he was like, mate, I've already watched it twice. Yeah. And I'm like, the best way I describe it is it's like um, a basketball version of Rocky. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's the best way to describe it. But he loves it, doesn't he, Sandler? Like he's like every film he does, 
he he makes sure that there's a basketball court nearby. Yeah. Oh, really? They, yeah. Oh, there's always sport references in his films. Uncut gems that he done. Yeah. Sick. What a film. That's sick. sick. And I'm I always thought Adam Sandler was just, just a comedy guy. You know what I mean? But he can do proper films as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's great in that. And uh, have you watched his comedy special on Netflix? The, with the songs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, not hilarious. great. I loved it. it. Oh, I thought it was pretty good. I, loved oh, it. I watched the first 10 minutes. I weren't really into it. Was it good? It was good, yeah. yeah. Oh, so was yeah, he doing stand-up? He does. It's a mixture of everything, yeah. Okay. Like, a bit of stand-up, some funny songs, and then it would like, cut to him and he's busking in like the New York subway with like a hood and glasses so no one knows who it is mm. and he's just singing. Yeah. Mate, it's proper. Oh, he, mate, I might have to get on that then. Yeah, it's, it's really good. A few years old now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he still like gigging and that. Like he still goes around. Really? Because he didn't do stand up for years, did he? Mm. Well, Eddie Murphy was meant to make a comeback as well, didn't he? And then then it didn't happen. Do you reckon? What what do you reckon happened there? I don't know, but this is a big hoo ha. Like he's coming back, and he just didn't, did he? And he got like ten kids. Got bare kids, Mm. mate. Yeah. He ain't fucked about, has he? Do you remember he impregnated Mel B? Yeah, Mel B. He's got one with Mel B. He met Mel B. Did you? Yeah, I carried Mel B in my arms. Really. You did, Jesus yeah. Christ that's a, thing, a bit right? of me She's... I like Mel B yeah, I've I like always Mel liked Mel B, Mel B. <laughs> yeah See, look, I was destined to end up with a half Jamaican girl it was from like, Manchester I was scary spice from early <laughs> yeah she's from Manchester isn't it um, yeah 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 she's exactly. Leeds Leeds yeah oh, look Leeds. where my missus is in Manchester it's not far from Leeds really yeah yeah. Around the corner what about when Bugsy Malone tried to move to your bird yeah I know well, this is before I met her Oh, the rapper. So when I first oh, for some, got with... For some reason, I just thought the film. <laughs> yeah, the old, the old 50s custard pie film. <laughs> yeah. So I've got with my missus and uh, it was right around the Bugsy Malone chipmunk beef. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I yeah, loved it, good. mate. I was, I was team chip yeah, just because I was repping London. <laughs> but then like you talk to anyone in Manchester and they swear that Bugsy got nah. it. So anyway, I'm like, oh, you heard this? And she's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, like, went back and forth. I'll tell you who else my missus was with, briefly. Do you remember that football player, Charles and Zogbia? No. no. He took her out for dinner, mate. No. (laughs) How funny is that? No. But he was like, apparently his phone kept pinging off. He's just like messaging Beryl Burrs. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, just thinking he's got like immunity. Oh, there he is. (laughs) French footballer. That's it. French guy. Yeah. Charles and Zogbia. Took her out for dinner. That's fucking jokes. Yeah, but you wrote on, didn't you wrote on Chip's or, or Bugsy Malone's thing? Like, I, I thought Chip ended this guy. Yeah, probably. I had a, uh, I had a bone to pick. So I'll tell happened? you what, it, what's that That's with Bugsy? With Bugsy, yeah. Nah, he just, he just started sliding in the DM. She never met him or so she says. I mean, she's been honest enough about Charles and Zogby. She probably yeah, has about yeah, Bugsy yeah. as well. Yeah, you'd rather go out of Bugsy than Charles and Zogby, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. You I mean, mean, look, his career's booting off. He's done a couple Guy Ritchie films now. Yeah, like no, he's got, no, he's, he's good. I started no, watching. No old feelings. He's definitely doing better than Chip. Probably should have backed Bugsy. You know what? Chip is like, like lyrically, man. You just can't touch him. He's, he can't run out of bars. Can't run out of bars. I, I think Chip's way better than Bugsy. I've never yeah. ever rated Bugsy Malone. Me honest. neither. Yeah, I don't, Bugsy I don't. Malone's just more of like the he's from the north. It's yeah. more of like the image around him. Yeah, and it's I, I start that with a lot of rappers. I'm like, right, okay, you know, you got like H. You got H like these is big, doing such big bits, but they're mate. doing bits right. But but I think H term, is a much better rapper than Bugsy though. But in mm. terms of in terms of actually right, who's got the best bars? 
like chip is just head and shoulders above him. Yeah, without a doubt. But he's like, like, like he's like cemented in because he's from, literally from like the grime day. He's like a legend. You like, I don't. Yeah, think but he's coming through like pop. But like you know, like like you, like who are you and all that sort of stuff. He was making those like grime, like like, like he's making like grime anthems when he was like fifteen. Well, this is mean? what it was. He was so young. It was almost like that. You know, like my name's Chip Diddy Chip. It was a yeah, fun yeah. song that yeah. got straight on the radio. So like he he was making grime tunes and then he he got signed by one of the big labels and then that's when he started releasing yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff and then he kind of lost himself a little bit in the mainstream went a bit rappy went fucked off like a couple of years and became he became a little bit of a punchline on like the the scene like they they sort of like because he oopsie Cause they daisy think they sold him out some lot, they done that tune with Chris Brown they lot. think he sold out a little bit yeah basically so then I think he just sort of had to like clear his head and then he went back to his roots and then that's when he started just he went for tiny temper as well yeah yeah that was a good look did he go for tiny temper yeah 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 there's um pepper rhythm oh really yeah bro yeah. Mate, tiny um, tempers on the old scratch on the chipmunk tiny tempers on the old like design thing now on channel yeah, four yeah. you've seen it i actually quite like watching those what's it called don't know, but like it goes to like people do up their houses and they do some mad designs. Oh, like home design. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. and he's like, they're doing, and I quite like that. What did he, he does get into property the property game? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's the only way to go. You Mate, get the I money, put it in bricks yeah. and mortar. Yeah. But it's no secret, is it? Everyone knew that property Tiny was Temper, I think he's, he's, he's not had any big tunes lately, but he's flossing because he's got all his businesses set up. So here's another one. Extensions, it's called uh, Tiny Temper. Extraordinary Extensions on Channel 4. Understand yeah, he's good on that as well. I'll give it a go. Talking about Channel yeah, 4 like programs. That. Have you seen the piano? Piano? On Channel 4? No. Oh my God. Talk about fucking tearjerker, mate. Really? It what was it, unbelievable. Drama? So it's like um, Claudia Winkleman. You know, you got these pianos. They're putting them up in like shopping malls and train stations. Oh, yeah. like public oh, yeah, pianos, yeah, yeah. right? So it's basically people have applied. They can all play. And um, there's a couple like piano experts tucked away in a room. And people come up, there's all cameras on them, they play their piece, have a little chat with Winkleman and then walk off. And these two guys, do you remember that guy, Mika? That guy. And the other guy, Lang Lang, he's like a piano, like one of the best pianists in the world at the minute. They say, right, you, we're going to have you. And then they get to play at this like Royal Festival Hall. It's like, that's the prize. Nice. But there's some people coming through, like all different types. One of them was like a rapper. He was playing the piano. This little girl comes on. She is like very disabled, oh. yeah, like blind, can hardly speak or basically can't speak. She's like in a in like really really disabled, needs like constant care. She fucking smashes it oh, on this amazing. piano, mate. Give me goosebumps thinking about it now. So the thing that got me, where she's blind, she couldn't be shown what to do. So she put her hands on top of the piano teacher's hands, and he would play. And she would remember what his hands were doing and wow. then play. Unbelievable. That's mad. But halfway through the piece, she goes like that. So he would turn the page on the sheet music. So she'll just be playing and she goes like that with her hand. Oh, really? As if she's turning the page. Oh, mate. wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah, mate. Yeah, serious. I like highly recommend watching it. I very rarely watch TV programs, but it got recommended. My mate works for Channel 4 in the uh, advertising department. He put me onto it, mate. 
well recommend it. I think someone's got a joke at you about that um, piano. Janet Garner. She yeah, goes, Janet Garner. <laughs> women who've been, uh, she's talking about like, you know. She goes, oh, my, she's, like, she's like the pia- piano at King's Cross. Everyone's fingered up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see her the other night. She come to Janet Garner. She's quick comedy now. And she's, she's not gigging anymore, nah, is she? Yeah. she's like, um, I don't want to say how old she is actually because she'll fucking clump me, I reckon. <laughs> um, but I always see her as like my mum in stand-up. She's like this old East... Well, I shouldn't say old, but she's an East Ender. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Could be my mum's age, basically. And uh, she quit comments. She's like, I can't be doing this anymore. Like, I'm getting on. I've got my grandkids. I am just, just don't do it no more. And um, when I'd done the South End Palace Theatre at Babylon the other day, she goes, I'm coming tonight. I was like, quality. So I run out to the foyer before going on see it was great to see her um but she was she's re- she was really really funny man she was good man yeah she's a uh, uh the comedy scene is uh you know worse off without her yeah he used to love seeing her and out. this is the one who had the joke about fingering yeah. actually oh, do you know fucking, do you ever remember watching joke. that i've done the first some of the sketches i've done i went and used the sunbed shop in brentwood and there was the um dance sunbed shop Tiled the floor in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still and she, she played the uh, lady behind the counter. Anyway. I don't um, think I do. I actually, you know what? I do know the one you're yeah. talking about. Talking about things that made me, you cry. I, I haven't cried at anything in a while. I haven't. Might largely be down to the medication I'm on. But I just, <laughs> I've, I've just, whenever I felt like crying, I'm just like, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. That'll be the fucking pills I'm taking. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. But... Um, the other day, watching Finding Michael on um, on Disney, it's about Spencer Matthews, you know, who's in Made in Chelsea. Yes. So his older brother, when he was 22, went to Mount Everest, climbed it, was the youngest Brit to ever climb Mount Everest. On the way down, they Disappeared? Lost, disappeared. No. So he's obviously died up there. Like, well, They know if he's gone for a certain amount of time, he's gone. Yeah, you've you got about eight minutes up there, ain't you? Yeah. And uh, it's called the death zone, isn't it? Because it's like, mm. yeah, so high up. Um but anyway, watch this and um mate, I they they I don't want to spoil it for people, but they basically reunite, they they find a body up there and they're able, they've got the the means to fly that body down and bring him back to um the person's family who I think he's like from around that area. And they found him, he's back. And um Mate, I was, it just got me, man. I was absolutely crying. Is this my on eyes Channel 4? It's on Disney. Disney? Yeah, absolutely crying my eyes out. And that's from someone who, like, I've never been in Made in Chelsea, but I watched it and it was just, it just got me bad. Yeah. Like, really, really made me cry. You, mate, know? you say, like, you, you're struggling to shed a tear in that. Mate, I'm like a blubbering wreck these really? days. Really? Yeah, I'm getting worse. Everything like gets older. me. Yeah. Really? Everything gets me. Maybe you need to up your dosage. Mate, I'm completely <laughs> off of my medication. Oh, I think it's that. Oh, fucking welcome <laughs> to the real world, like, son. It's been like three months, so I weaned off my dose. I come right down to the very minimum. And um, yeah, I'm completely off it now. Mate, I congratulations. Feel good. That's but look, good. You say that, I don't think there's any shame in taking medication. Medication, mate. If you've got an imbalance in your brain, take your meds. But you yeah, know what it is you for told me. me innit? I was just like, I want to get off these. But you know what like... it is for me, working out. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I do a lot of stuff for my mental health. I do my meetings, this, that, and the other. But physicality, working out, working hard, dedication is uh, as good, if not better. Yeah, and what you know, one thing I'd actually recommend as well is like just having a wank. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like sometimes... <laughs> but there's a fine line there, Jamesy, because that could become another obsession. Yeah, you know? I mean, well, it, it very much is for me. But um, <laughs> sometimes you're just feeling a bit down, you know, you're like, oh, just go in the toilet, sort yourself out. You'd be surprised how much that can just... Reset. Like, just brighten up your day, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a release of like, you know, I guess I energy and you know it's, it's why like doctors tell you to you know if you're a bit depressed they tell start running you know yeah yeah, yeah. Start oh, wanking. Say, so start, if you're depressed start wanking but yeah that can also turn into something oh fuck me mate I've watched some questionable porn mm. Jesus Christ yeah. it's like normal stuff ain't doing it no more yeah, yeah. it becomes an obsession <laughs> yeah start going deep like real deep yeah but yeah kids in that Come on, come on. <laughs> they gotta take it to her, bro. <laughs> nah, it's just the things get start getting bigger and bigger, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, some stuff you've got to just check yourself and you'll be like, what am I doing here, man? Yeah. You know what I mean? My sponsor says it. He's like, yeah, 12 years clean off drugs. He's like, maybe one of these days I'll get 90 days off you, you porn. Or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week's episode is sponsored by the one and only kettle club kettle club is one of the uk's best luxury watch dealers stocking the finest timepieces in the country from rollies to patiques to cartiers if you're thinking of treating yourself or a loved one with something special then you need to get onto kettle club i know these guys personally and not only do they run a fantastic business but they're also genuinely great blokes i've also bought uh, jewelry and watches off them in the past so they are josh james certified give them a follow on instagram at kettle underscore club or check out their website kettleclub.co.uk you can also visit them in their liverpool street store located just next to the anders hotel by liverpool street station not only do they sell watches they also buy part exchange and offer a polishing service Listeners of That Josh James Show can receive 15% off of polishing services when you quote That Josh James Show on your inquiry. So if you want to make that kettle looking brand new again, get onto them. You get 15% off if you're a listener of this podcast. That offer is brand dependent. So guys, go check them out. And a big thanks to Kettle Club for joining the journey, joining the team and for sponsoring the podcast. That is a big problem with that, isn't there? Oh, massively. Yeah. And look, especially our people generation. People do have porn addiction, don't they? Yeah, mate, most people, like, mm. I've had it. I'm just saying, imagine how hard it was back in the day. Like, you got to go into the shop, buy the magazine, or go to these CD gaps in Soho. They were like 100 quid for a VHS tape. Now it's just like, got an internet connection. Mm. You've got the biggest porn library there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that program, you've seen it, about um, Pornhub on Netflix. I've not yeah, watched that. Money I've shot. Seen it advertised. Yeah. I started watching a bit of that, and it's like, mate, mad industry. They're doing massive bits, mate. Big, big money. With the whole story behind them taking over, because they basically like the porn industry was thriving before the internet. Yeah. Like it was really like booming because of like DVD sales. Like, and so, but like outrageous prices. Yeah, yeah. And they, but once the internet hit and everyone was just started uploading it for free. All these like little independent production companies yeah. just started folding, and Pornhub just started acquiring them left, right, and center. Yeah, and oh, then really? that's how they'd like the guy behind it is just like, oh, doing doing stupid numbers. It's not the it? sort of game you want to be in, though. Like, I wouldn't want to be exploited. Seedy guy, and this it's is it. It's like coming like trafficking, and people was like 
taking videos of like girls, like civilians, you know what I mean? And yeah. uploading it and then it get taken off their nose and that, uploading it again. That's what they're trying to get old Andrew Tate on, aren't they? Well, the, here's his human trafficking, I think. Human trafficking, because he runs this webcam site. It's a really interesting um, Vice documentary about Andrew Tate, if you get a chance to watch it. It's just on YouTube. I think it's on Fascinating YouTube. Fascinating guy. Um, and some of the accusations coming out towards him, they're, they're fucking pretty damning. You know what I mean? They're really? speaking to like women who say like he's like raped them in the past and stuff like that. And just Well, he's like, thinks he owns, he's like, I own them. They're my property. Yeah, some really dark shit come out like, and and they're basically the charges against him in Romania are for human trafficking, and at the moment he's on house arrest. So I, I think, think he's just got out, right? Yeah, so he's on. He's on like. Oh, he's on house arrest now. Yeah, yeah. So that's waiting to go through. But there's like still like there were cases against him in the UK that got dropped because there's not much evidence. It's really hard to convict people who have rape charges against them because obviously you know it's just like. Of course it is. If it's like, you know, six months after the fact, there's no like proper like physical evidence, physical evidence or anything like that. And it's a lot, a lot of it's anecdotal, but yeah, that Vice documentary. Whenever people shared stuff of him, I'm just like, I'm not bored with this guy at all, you know. Um, it's, it's strange that he's been able to galvanise so many people. It's disenfranchised young men, isn't it? Like they just were looking for like a, and especially like t teenage, when you're a teenage boy, you have a bit of a warped, I would say very oh, impressionable. Oh, very impressionable. You've got a bit of a warped view of like sex and like relationships. But these are full grown adults, blokes. I yeah, see blokes. Them, yeah. I mean, well, I've look. had to mute quite a few blokes that share a lot of his stuff, but I don't know I'm following because I just think, uh, but do you know what I mean? I'm like, what? Why are you sharing him? You know well, what look, I mean? He's got like eight Lamborghinis, fucking five Bugattis, a load of fit birds around him. Kids are like, I want a bit of that. But that's what I'm saying. It's not just kids. It's, it's blokes our age. Yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Or well, people in general. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It does seem like fun, but. But but does it like? Does it though? I mean, all those sort of things. Yeah, I don't know if it. I think that's a lot of that is for for Instagram. Listen, his life can't be great. Imagine what stress he's going through now when all this stuff is catching up with him. You know, and he got a weird accent and all. He's got a really weird. Accent. What is weird. that? It's like an amalgamation of like It's almost American like East English. London, though, some things he says. Well, he was raised in Luton, wasn't he? Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, born and raised in Luton. Apparently, him and his brother, like, during school, they used to get, like, terrored and that. Like, oh, big, 100%. With like, outcasts and stuff like that. And then yeah, they moved I can to imagine the States, so. I think. That's why his accent's all fucked up. Because he's yeah. like, lived in the States for a bit. Right. But he's been doing, like, reality TV since he was, like... He was on Big Brother. But even, even when... Even, oh, really? Like, yeah. Even in some fighting competition when he was, like, 18. He was a legit kickboxer. He can fight, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, say that. We're all fucking talking about him now, mate. Yeah. That's it, though. Yeah, like... but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, but... That's what he maybe wants sort of fries off a bit. Listen, that's how people usually get a bit viral, don't they? There's a bit of controversy, you know? So... How can we uh, How can we get you to go properly, like, worldwide viral? Um, I don't know. I've got to say some, like, horrific shit, <laughs> I've I think. got some suggestions. How's your chance? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of it gets cut out, doesn't it, of the episodes. <laughs> I'll release it. I shit myself. I'm like, no, you got to take that out. He's like, that's fine. I'm like, yeah, that's no. staying. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm, you're, I'm, you're very conscious of like, you don't want to offend certain people. With yeah. Some, but, but ultimately, it's a comedy podcast. You but, know? but people, um, I've realised, will take something, interpret it as something completely different. And I'm not like a big name where people know 
know the ins and outs of me. People are quick to judge me, like the way I speak. Think, do you know what I mean? Um, that's why I took. I used to have the old Union Jack flag behind me. That's why I took it down because you was getting you kept. But it was like it was like the connotations of that was like, oh, people were maybe going to see me as something I'm not. You yeah. see what I mean? So you've got to be careful about all these things. And I'm very careful about it because I don't, I don't, I mean, largely I think, oh, I don't care what people think, but also I'm like, don't, don't give them the ammo. Do you see what I mean? Of course. And plus you're a nice person. Yeah. Well, I like to think so. I think that's the thing though, like, isn't it? Like you can take anything out of context and make it seem bad. And yeah. I think that's what happens with a lot of like, comedians especially like on podcasts because people are just chatting and like you know you might say something that in in the context of just pissing around with your mates is fine but then as soon as someone isolates it and goes look what this fucking guy said exactly take it out of context yeah. misconstrue the situation mm. like come on we're just three geezers having a chat it's not that yeah we're trying to run the country yeah exactly talking about running the country you seeing Donald Trump no mm. what's he up to so he don't so he don't watch the news I don't mean, it's a bit like me. Don't listen to the radio. Actually, this, I mean, fucking, this might be doomed to fail because out of me and you, I'm actually the more one up to current affairs. Mate, and even you're I'm like basically clear. a politician compared to me, mate. <laughs> mate, what were we about when we was in Edinburgh and I was trying to explain to you, like, <laughs> politics? What did I say? Mate, we were walking up, it's called Arthur's Seat. You know, the yeah, big, yeah, it's like yeah. a big hill. Yeah, so yeah, like a, everyone who goes out, you walk up there, it's like a trail. Good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We woke up early, walked up there, beautiful day yeah so uh i'm like you was trying to ask me like who i would vote for or something like that and i'm like mate don't vote i went i don't know if i'm a conservative if i'm a if i'm labor what am i so so tell him what you told me and then i said oh well this is what he started explaining to me so i basically he was like so what do you agree with in this way and i'm like look i think the harder i work and the more efficient I am with my time, the more money I have, which means the more relaxed I can be around financial stuff. The better we'll do. The better I'll do. And he's like, I think you might be a conservative. And I'm like, but at the same time, when I went into rehab and I come out, I had to sign on in order to get the housing when I went into the dry house after I come out. So I needed that as well at that time in my life. And he's like, so maybe you're more labor, right? But I think your mentality is the harder you work, just the better you do. And you say how you see it. So I'm a Which little I think bit is more of a both. Tory point of view, do you reckon? I think, look. Because but... I said, uh, you know, in terms of the labour and that, people will say, will argue, well, actually, not everyone's on the same, you know what I mean? Some people are disadvantaged. So actually, some people will work incredibly hard, but they'll never get what they deserve because the system ain't equal and all that. I understand that. But also, so know. basically I'm on the fence. I think this is ultimately the problem with politics is that everyone's opinions on society and just life in general and just the economy and everything, you know, like social norms and stuff like that is so nuanced that to just go, I'm either this or that. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Doesn't work. That's why this country's yeah. so fucked. Do you know what I mean? Like the, bro- the system's broken. Yeah, like that's why, and that's why so, people, so many people are disenfranchised. Like, oh, I can't be asked to vote because I don't want to vote for that dickhead or that dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I yeah, think it alienates a lot of people. Slim pickings out there. Yeah, it is you know, like, and I think, I think, I think, I think you should have. A, I personally think you should vote. I think everyone should vote, but at the same time, I completely understand why people choose not to. 
because the system is so fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've made so, a decision. I ain't, I ain't voting no more. I'm fucking judging no, by no, what I just told you, who do you think I should vote for? Well, I'll just say, uh, I, I don't know how anyone can vote for the Tories after the past 13 years because it's like they've just literally just fucking put this country completely on its ass. And I just think like, you've had your chance. You've you fucking had your chance. But you once I mean? again, it doesn't really matter to me. If I get up out of bed in the morning and I work hard and I manage my time properly, it doesn't really matter what the fucking government are doing. That's my, how I think. But, but That's the, how I feel. The, the argument against that would be like, yeah, but if you work hard and uh, like there's people, there, there's there's like benefits you could get in society from like maybe taxing the rich better or having a better NHS or doing all these sort of things. Like you, you're like you could be reaping the benefits even more for that hard work. Whereas under a different government, you might be working hard in vain because you're okay. doing that sort of, do you know what I mean? That would be the argument. Like, so you, uh, we're fucked, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the bottom line. <laughs> Mate, maybe we should start our own political party, me and you. What will we call it? Uh, I don't know. Something I don't like, think it would work, James. Uh, <laughs> new vision or something like Mate, that. If someone asked me a question, I would just buckle. Uh, <laughs> your mum's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a slag. <laughs> Imagine, the NHS. Yeah, imagine you in fucking Prime Minister's questions. Um, Mr. Speaker. Like, drop me out, mate. Yeah, <laughs> drop me out, mate. You're boring, mate. Yeah, you're boring. <laughs> Next. Do you know what's funny, mate? Some of our mates, obviously, are like, do, are into the politics. Well, they think they're into the politics, oh. but they're fucking clueless. But I won't name names, but like, they, their banter for me at the moment is, they're calling me a lefty. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I saw this in the group chat the other day, yeah, actually. They're yeah. like, oh, they're like, oh, you're fucking lefty, right? Because we've put in, um, I'm like, what? Because fucking, I've got, you know, because they see me out like supporting fucking Ishan Akbar on tour, Babaton Daleshi. They, they just think yeah. it's funny banter. They're like, oh, yeah, you're a lefty now. <laughs> So this is how bad I am at politics. Yeah, I know, so I know, mate. And I was like, what? What? Just because I've got mates that are fucking of all different colours. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, well, look, that's it. I'm I'm so far out of the loop, I don't know what yeah. the left or the right means. <laughs> well, no, because actually really sometimes don't. if they start talking about these things, I don't I don't say say this is what I think. I just play devil's advocate. I'm like, yeah, but all you got to understand is some people see it this way. And I always do that just to be like... Neutral. Yeah, neutral, but also try and open up their minds a little bit of like, listen, we live in Essex where it is just very like quite right wing place, you know, uh, people vote Tory. They see it one way. So that's, you're all sort of agreeing with each other. And actually, I think your views have been based off the fact that, you know, that's the only point of view that you've seen throughout the years. So I just try and play a bit of devil's advocate. And that's also why they call me a lefty uh, as a bit of banter. But the reason I put it in was because, I mean, look at this, that's funny. We're putting um, we we're going. Our mates getting married in Portugal, right? And shout out Gadge, shout out Gadge, um, and they're putting they're basically putting their passport photos in the uh in the group, and it was just cracking me up because I was like, this looks like a far right terrorist cell. <laughs> Look at these three. <laughs> it really does though. 
Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. So it's like three ball geezers, uh, white boy being one of them. That, yeah, they look like fucking... How funny is that? That looks like a, like mugshots of an Eastern European yeah. human trafficking gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, two, two dinghies went over and we were the culprits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah. to be fair, you look like the friendliest one in there. Yeah, well, I've got a little bit of a smile on my face. Yeah, you got a little bit of a smile. The others just like... You all look like you're being made examples of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throwing the book out. Like, don't do this. Yeah, I think, look, it's, I think it's important to have, uh, you know, a variety of people in your social circle with different opinions, different political Yeah, views. we ain't got that. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, but it's tough, you know. It's tough. You grow up in a certain area. Everyone's like, generally, your friends are going to reflect the same views that you have or reflect, like, you know, the opinions and thoughts of, like, the places you grow up. It's, it's very rare to, you know, that you'll get people. I mean, did you hear about that thing in that happened on LBC the other day? This is fucking brilliant. I've got to play this to you. I think I might start listening to this, you know. Mate, it's interesting. I mean, I still don't have views one way or the other, to be honest, because as more I learn about, I learn about it, the more I'm like, well, actually, I don't think the answer is right or left. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't think we'll listen to all of this, but like... Uh, David in Northwich, a political element broke your marriage up, David. Is that right? I like this lady. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's right. And thanks for taking me call, yeah. What happened? Um, well, it, she made a fool of me for all of our married life, really. Go on. Because, well, because I've always been compassionate and caring about people. And I thought she was the same. And it transpired after a big row we had over refugees and Rwanda and stuff that she said she's, she's always voted Conservative. <laughs> and it's... It's disgusting, really, isn't it? Well, no, it's not disgusting <laughs> to vote Conservative. Um, it, oh, come on, come on. Well, no, David, it isn't. It isn't. No, no I, but, well, it is really, isn't well, it? Well, not always. I, no, not always. Because is it a specific element of Conservative policy currently that she was favouring that, that, that made things difficult, or was it just generally? Well, if you look what's happened since 2010, ultra-austerity, which killed hundreds a thousand of people and then everything that's happened in between and all this time when I thought she was she, I thought she was like me who cares about people then she doesn't really care about anybody but herself maybe and it, it, it was like uh, it was disgusting it's disgusting and it? had she told you she was voting what let do you, do you vote Labour I, I've, I've always voted Labour yeah and has she did she tell you she voted Labour Um. She never actually come right out and said, but we we stood in the polling booth together and we voted together. I always assumed she voted Labour. <laughs> She's pissing herself. <laughs> I, I'm, apologies for laughing. I'm just, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I promise, David. I'm just yeah, seeing this image of two yeah. people in the polling booth. You know, and you just assume she was voting the same as you. But, I mean, she's allowed to vote anywhere she wants. You might not agree with it, but is it a reason to leave yeah, to, but, to end your marriage? But don't you think that's disgusting? Voting conservative all these years. It's and like she's pretending she's compassionate and she cares about people. I can't help but think there's blah, other blah, issues blah, going blah. on in this marriage. Everything she's always said is if she's a, a compassionate, caring people when, when she isn't I think, there, I mean, she? you know, anyone who listens to this programme knows my, my view of the current incarnation of conservatism is not a favourable one. But, but I certainly don't think it's disgusting to vote conservative. Oh, honestly... Yeah, well, you're going to stop listening to me now, David. 
Well, we can't have a democracy in which we say you are disgusting for voting for a different political party to me. I can pick apart elements of what the Conservatives have done over the last 10 years and tell them it's disgusting. But we never will never know what Jeremy Corbyn would have done if he got into power. We don't know yet what Keir Starmer will do if he gets into power. Um, you know, and elements of what Tony Blair did when he was in power, lots of people think is disgusting. Lots of Labour voters think is disgusting. If you think of Iraq, for example, it, we can't go down the route of saying if you vote Conservative, you are disgusting. Well, you're entitled to believe that the principles of conservative arm, conservatism are disgusting. Of course, you're, you are. You're, you're entitled you are. to believe that. You are. I, I, I mean, not, I I'm I don't not, agree with I'm you. But I'm not ashamed to say that I care about people. I'll always vote Labour. So why should someone hide that from me all these years? They must, it's like fox hunting, isn't it? Where they try to justify it. So she, she's obviously ashamed she should be voting Conservative all these years. Well, she's probably terrified of, of your reaction rather than ashamed, because your reaction is to divorce her. Well, no, no, actually, no, it's a mutual thing. We, we, got, we got divorced, because obviously that can't go on, can it? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I, it's, uh, do you know what I dislike is when either side of them they like just hate the other side you know what I mean I think it's you've got to be a, you, it's all about discussion and being like well I think this what do you think you know when someone just like full on like you Salvatore just hates someone because they vote <laughs> conservative I don't, I don't hate it I don't hate anyone I don't hate anyone this is what I'm but saying also, like... but also I hate people that that are like Tories that are just like, that also brand people that vote Labour as just like scroungers and people that don't want to work hard. Like, I hate, I hate both of those arguments. To Am I going to have to do some homework here and find out what the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, mate. No. Do you go to another topic? Because I think <laughs> she it's... sounds very um, yeah, she sounds intelligent fun. and yeah. fucking well informed. And this case is like, what? Really? Yeah. Like, what? You don't think that's disgusting? Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking hell, mate. But that's how some people just don't. They can't see anyone single else's minded. Point of view. But what's that the equivalent to? Like, if you were to take it out of a political kind of realm, like it's like hiding something from your partner for because that is pretty big. Like your political views to hide that from your partner for like thirty years. Maybe so, like that. Like used to be a man just like or a something. Drawer, a drawer <laughs> like, full of dildos. Yeah, you, yeah. Used to be gay or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get or you're bummed. bisexual, something yeah. like that. Because it's like I think you're sort of like what you believe politically is a big part of your identity. As maybe as big as like you know. Do you think though? No, but it is. For, I think it is for people that are into it. Well, for he, me, yeah, I'm like him, oh, and it, him and his missus both clearly are. It's into a big part. It's a big part of their identity. I mean? But for me, I, I could not. I could not give I'm a. I'm pretty fuck. sure my mum and dad vote for different people. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, but that's not uncommon. Yeah, you know? I mean, I don't think it's your like, mum votes for one, your dad votes for the your other. Your mum votes for one. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you know what? My mum did like my. Grandparents was always Labour. Yeah, so were mine. Was, my mum was always Labour. Same, same again. Who's think, your man vote? But yeah, fucking, he's, listen, he's an Essex man. He's Tory. Do you know oh, what really? I mean? So but, what's, what's Lib Dem? It's in the middle, isn't it? Uh, Lib Dem, they're like... <laughs> my old man Mate, votes Funnily Dem. enough, I'll tell you that, this is a little Just James exclusive. When I last voted, I voted for the Lib Dems. Yeah, that is bizarre to me. What was it about them that swung it for and you? And that, I can remember telling all the boys... I was like, yeah, I voted for Lib Dem. Like, you fucking pussy. 
<laughs> You're fucking lefty, you fucking pussy. But they're not even. I wouldn't even say like the Lib Dems are like proper lefty. No, like, mate, they're I right like, bang like, in the middle. They're bang in the middle of probably Labour and Conservative. Well, look, if I've got to vote for someone, I'll go in the fucking middle because I don't actually give a fuck either yeah, way. Yeah, come on, like, Lib Dems all the way. When my alarm goes off at six in the morning, if I snooze it, I don't get paid that much that yeah. day. If I fucking get up and go to work, the money comes in at the end of the week. It's like, yeah. it's all based on my laziness or bit of fucking that's, get that's up and a, go. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But, you know, like, I think like as well, like sometimes with stuff like reading the news too much and, and stuff like that, I think like, like my, my miss doesn't really read the news at all, but she's like, you know, like she's, she's happier for it. She's much happier yeah. for it. Do you know what I mean? Like it is like, you know, a thing of like, you know, ignorance is bliss a little bit, you know, and like, you know, she'll stay informed about certain things a lot of the time through me, but like, you know, sometimes she's like, it's all fucking depressing. It's all so depressing and divisive. And, and yeah, like, divisive, man. You know, so let's just, uh, yeah, I've, I've reason. Uh, it's all so depressing and divisive. So it just makes you think like, you know, I, am I, like if I just crack on with my own life and just to do my, my job and, 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 you know, worry about my own family and all that sort of stuff, then everything else, I can't really change all of that. that of course much. not. So I might as well just do I my work hard. I try and be as kind as I can to everyone I meet. Do some things for other people. This is brilliant, by the way. So I started giving my boy some money every week, give him a fiver. And it's like three pound is for saving. One pound is for spending. And another pound is for giving. That's clever. Nice. Right? I didn't make this up. I heard it somewhere. Yeah, nice. And I'm like, oh, what a good fucking way to be. Like majority of the money, put it aside. And then you have some money that you can spend on yourself. And then you have some other money that you give away. Like, yeah. I think that's a really... Um, that's good. I can't remember who said it. I'd like to give him a shout out. I was like, oh, fucking brilliant. I'm doing that. It was on one of these YouTube shorts. By the way, I can get stuck in them. Yeah. Hours. Yeah, yeah, hours, mate. It's like it doesn't end. There's always another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Good but that's, mate, that's a great shout. And also it teaches him about tax. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and that I, that I'm going to tax out five yeah, yeah, yeah. so give me that quid back oh <laughs> son yeah. but this five pounds is cash in hand yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> you spend on yourself son don't yeah. tell no one about this one you keep underneath the bed no but look if he's saving the free quid when the tax bill comes he's covered oh mm. fuck the tax man no yeah no it's not for me mate oh fuck the tax man Liberty, in it. Yeah. So look, I suppose you can start getting deeper. Is that that's a political thing? Yeah. Who, yeah, who decides man. how much you get taxed? Yeah, I mean, he'd fucking give all our money away if it was up to him. Would you? Uh, I'd, no, I just tax the rich, eat the rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> eat the yeah. fucking rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get on my soapbox. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a bit mad. That no, that's ge funny, man. Geezer's divorced his me. What's her name? <laughs> Sheila, Sheila Fogarty. F Sheila Fogarty. She's lovely. I like listening to her. Yeah, she knows her shit. James O'Brien. That's my face is so fucking arrogant. It's funny, uh, you listen to LBC sometimes. Like, I was sometimes whack it on in the car and you just get the most, sometimes you just get the fucking most batshit people calling up. Just like absolute lunatics. And you're like... And James O'Brien knows what he's doing though. She's quite argumentative. Like that's why he probably gets really good listeners. Gets a rise out of people. Because he, he gets a rise out of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's well, it's, like, it's like the you were saying about it going viral, isn't it? You know, you want a bit of conflict. Exactly that, you want a bit... yeah, Don't you think that's what Piers Morgan's whole thing is though? Yes, exactly that, fucking wind people up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, yeah. Pedantic. But also very smart at like fucking arguing. I just think it is, this is my, my trouble is like, I probably would like to debate them things more, but actually I'm not confident in my ability to like articulate. Yeah, I don't have the right information. I, I just, just not. If I'm on stage and I'm telling jokes, I'm good at like making jokes out of stuff. I'm very quick like that. Mm. But actually like, 
talking about stuff where you need facts and yeah, yeah, different kettle of fish. I got a fucking clue, man. But I'm okay time, when I wing it. Uh, like a lot of the time, those sort of people as well, even when they're in the wrong, they're able to win because it's the way that they debate. You know, yeah. what I mean, they shut you down in a certain way. Or they'll say something to make, even if they're like, what they're saying is completely incorrect. They're so used to like just being combative in conversation. Watch Piers Morgan sometimes when he's chatting to certain people. His side of the argument might be like pretty weak, but it's just the way he delivers it. Really good at arguing. Yeah, it can make you look silly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but look, this is the whole thing. Like it ties into what I'm doing with this 12 step stuff. When you're wrong, promptly admit it. So I don't want to be getting in arguments with people. It doesn't serve you well to nah. just keep going, keep going. That's what I used to do. Because what if you win that argument, though? Right? Even when you win an argument, you're still carrying that around with you. Mm. You're like, oh, yeah, I fucking won there. And that's it. Like, if you just shut it off, just like, all right, mate, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know what? Then, I think yeah, you're right. That is not bothering you no more. You're not carrying that weight around with you. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, I had it the other day. Um, I had to very hardly look at my TikTok comments but i looked at them on this one crowd work video because it's going all right all good comments and then one bloke he kept some commenting on my videos how about you write some joe uh write some content instead of just coating the audience all the time and i was like oh no problem mate and i was like oh, i usually just ignore those things but i don't know why I, was, I think i was on tour at the time i just was sitting in bed a bit of time on my hands i ripped back hello mate um Good point. Well, why don't you come watch my set? I'm at up the Creek Comedy Club on this date, this date. I'll give you two free tickets. Come watch my club set. But you've got to let me have two minutes speaking to you at the end. <laughs> and uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> there was a bit of, a bit of uh, back and forth. I've been really nice to him. He's still trying to dig me out. I'm like, nah. And I've left two tickets on the door. He weren't there last night. So let's see if he's there tonight. I like he, that, James. Of course he fucking won't be. I'm like, listen, he email, email me your names to this address, um, to my manager's address. It makes sure two free tickets. I said, I'll even put some money behind the bar so you can have a few drinks on me. Yeah. Right? Because nice. I'm thinking, come watch me smash my set. Because my crowd work's not even the best bit about my stand-up. Yeah, yeah. My fucking jokes. So you come watch that, you'll fucking slowly be dying in your chair. Yeah. And in that last two minutes... I'm going to absolutely, I'm going to fucking open you up, you cunt. <laughs> but I was, I was a bit, I was a bit annoyed at myself because all day I'm, I'm fucking getting buzzing. I'm like, I'm going to fucking gonna ruin this yeah, game. Yeah, it's like you got a tear up coming. And I'm like, he does not know what's coming to him. Yeah. So if he turns up, like he'll never he, turn up though. Never. But he's not going to turn up. But, but I was actually next day, I'm like, why am I doing that, man? Because actually, like, I feel like I've got him over there. I'm like, listen, either he don't show up and I've won or he shows up and, you still and there's no way he's winning. But I'm carrying that around with me, thinking all the time, think like, what, you know, like, actually, if I just ignored that, I would have been forgotten about it yeah, in five minutes. Yeah, it's got a little wash over you. Who is this guy anyway? Just a, a He's just a random account on on, on the TikTok. But, Keyboard um, warrior. But yeah, but like, but that's my own fault then. I'm like, you should know better than that. Because even though you know you can win in that situation, it's still actually not doing you any good. Having that sort of energy and those sort of thoughts in that sort of, all right, I'm going into war sort of thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I'm doing it for, you know? Just it's, be nice. It's the ego, nice. isn't it? The ego, it's the ego, yeah. The ego gets the better of you sometimes. You're like, I should say something. Like, but then it's just like, well, you know, it's, it's like a passing moment. Do you know what I mean? If you just let it pass. And or I think after I've, something happens, you're like, oh, I should have said that. Mm. Should have said, oh, you drive yourself mad with that shit. But mm. I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, that is exactly it. It was like, 
the next day I'm like, oh, my ego got the better of me there. Mm. Like, like, listen, you're going to have people saying all sorts of comments about you. It's just part of the thing. You just let them wash away. That's fine. But my ego was like, no, actually, I know I can, I can win over you. Do you know what I mean? And it was like ego. I was a bit annoyed at myself. I'm mean, still annoyed at myself now. I'm thinking. I think you've done well, mate. Just didn't need to. Yeah, I mean, but I, no, I dealt I with the chances you had was, was yeah, it was like I mean, you sort of like made your point, but but you didn't need to do it. That's I didn't need to do it yeah. exactly, and that's more. I'm like, that's a bit out of character for me nowadays. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I liked it. Bit out of character <laughs> for me. But you say about oh, you wish you'd said something. I had a girl the other day who's heckling um, in Oxford, and. Um, I I give her a bit of a roasting and I got good, got good, got a good reception from it. But after I'm like, oh, I wish I'd said that. She shouted out, you got a small dick. Now, how she knows that, I don't know. <laughs> but she's... Mention on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, listen, she's absolutely fucking 100% right. And as soon as I got off stage, I'm like, oh, that's what I was on the tip of my tongue, what I wanted to say. I should have said when she said, you got, you got a small dick. I wanted to come back with, but I'd forgotten it. Everyone's got a small dick when it's in your massive fanny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that would have been a great bit to put up. Keep it in the back pocket, Jamesy, because yeah, yeah. you're going to get Next small time. dicks off again, mate. So never. <laughs> oh, might be. Like, yeah. Yeah, might Get a white boy in the crowd as a plant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got a small dick. Yeah, that well, it's in, it's in the bank. Yeah, mate. Mm. Keep it on the shelf. So I've got a bit of an announcement to make, yeah. actually. Um, unfortunately, this will be my last episode as producer. Producer, I'm going to start again. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting choked, <laughs> man. <laughs> He's getting choked. So I've got a bit of an announcement. Um, so I've got a bit of an announcement to make. Well, hold on, just, br- just breathe. <laughs> just breathe. <laughs> <coughs> so um, I've got a, a bit of an announcement to make, actually. Uh, unfortunately, this will be my last episode as producer of that Josh James So. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breath, Sal. Start again. Mate, mate, do you know what? When we done the Christmas special, he played a video of my nan yeah. and he started fucking crying. No, he didn't. And I think he's going to go again. I think he's going to go again. You need some of James's meds. Oh, yeah, hell. yeah. Do you want some of my pills in there? Yeah, go and get them. Um, Pussy. <laughs> So I, I think, you know, I'll try to fuck it to us. It's my last episode. It's last I'm episode. leaving, basically. It's my last episode of that Josh James show. Um, look, I've absolutely loved doing this uh, over the past year. Uh, it's been a bit of a tough decision for me to make, but I feel like the time is right for me to move on. Um, but don't worry, though, as you may have guessed, I'm going to be handing co-hosting duties over to the very capable hands of Chris White, a.k.a. White Boy. Um, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who left nice comments and reviews and everyone who took time out to message me kind words, funny messages. I really do appreciate it. And hopefully I can entertain you again in another one of my projects further down the line. But for now, this is this is it for me as, as producer of the show. Um, I've had a blast. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. He's had a blast. Like He's enjoyed it. Not that he's had a fucking toot. End of an era. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, mate, thank you so much for you've been a fucking fantastic producer. And, uh, mate, it's mad that we've been doing it a year, really. It's flown. Really it's, has. It's, it's flown. And, um, nah, it's been, it's been great. We've made some great memories. And, um, yeah, sorry, sorry to see you go, man. 
It's um, it's, um, there's exciting things to come for the podcast, I'm sure, and I'll be um, I'll be keeping an eye on it, and uh, I wish you boys all the best and and, and the best of luck to uh, to all the fans as well. Um, on the that Josh James show journey, um, that's probably t- good time to mention that you're starting a new podcast, that Salvatore Bacconi show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you can basically just listen to him to cry for an hour, uh, talk about uh, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> no, I actually, uh, I actually just really want to. I, 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 I want to spend a, a bit more time with your mum. So, uh... <laughs> I told him to fucking write some roast for me. I was like, listen, last ten minutes, you just got to roast me. No, no. We'll, maybe, maybe we'll do a, a proper roast battle one day. Further down yeah, the line. mate. I think. I think. Bill I Murray. think. I'd definitely come to that. Yeah, <laughs> mate. I think by the sounds of it, last night he would. He would fucking wipe the floor with me. To be honest, but um, yeah, mate. And uh, no, you've been fantastic, and it's it's great to uh, great to have you on board, White Boy. Thank yeah. you very much. You excited? Really excited. Big, yeah. Uh, big shoes to fill. No, you've done a really good job, mate. Cheers, mate. Been a fan of the pod since the beginning, so... Um, I'm sure you'll smash it. Yeah, no, I'll do my best, mate. I'll do my best. Yeah, mate. And we'll have, we'll have you back, as you know. Yeah, that's so, what I was saying, definitely. Nice. No, because we're, we're both up in Edinburgh uh, yeah, this yeah. year, so, you know, um, I spoke, spoke to you about doing a couple of bits up there, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's not the last... It's definitely not the last thing that we'll do together. That should be a fun month for mental health deteriorating over the course of the yeah. days. Yeah, well, I think it'd be all right for me if, if I don't drink. You know what I mean? I think for everyone that's going out, you've got to be careful you're drinking up there, I would say. I think that's yeah. what can make it go. I mean, I know you've not got a problem with any of that, but it's like, I think that's what, you know, the late nights... Mm. The the mad hours of gigging in the night and then staying out to silly o'clock in the morning. It's a long old slog, isn't it? Yeah. Thirty days. You got to be yeah. disciplined whilst you're out there. You know, just sort of try and treat it like a job. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. Remember, you, know. you are at work. That's yeah. it. But yeah, but yeah, um, but that's but that's it for me. Uh, so for now, uh, a river dirty. I was about to say a river dirty, as they say in uh, Italia. Yeah. Thanks for your service, Big Sal. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you for your service. Yeah, we need to maybe um, in in the studio get a picture up the south somewhere. Hundred percent. Got any pictures of when you're? Have you got the one when you're a little fat kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that one. Little fat Chinese boy. Yeah, I was a a fat kid too, (laughs) sir. Mate, I was fat. That's why we've connected. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. You were? Was you fat? Bruv. My dad's got me saved in his phone as chunky. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice boost to your yeah. confidence. Yeah, yeah. that's what you want. But listen, I think that's another episode done. The final episode for Salvatore Bacconi. The first episode uh, with our new co-host, Chrissy White, a.k.a. White Boy. Um, and it's been a blinder and uh, excited for what's coming. And yeah, thanks for your service, Sal. You've been fucking absolutely amazing. And um yeah, we get you back soon, 100%. Um, and yeah, just as ever, guys, if you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, five stars on Spotify. Tickets for the Saturday, the 20th of May, That Just James Show, live show. Tickets are flying out for that. Thank you so much. Um, it's in the day. we got two very special guests joining us. Um, and I think you want to get in there and get tickets before them uh, uh, guests are announced because I think once those guests are announced, um, there'll be plenty of tickets flying out, plenty more tickets flying out. That is, um, but yeah, it's gonna be great. We've got lots of uh, fun stuff lined up for the show, little meet and greet after, and yeah, come watch us do our thing live. So, um, thanks again for listening, and we will see you all next week.